Welcome to Jim Lang's Retire Secure Podcast, where smart money talks. Throughout his career, Jim Lang has made it a priority to provide his clients, readers, and friends with useful, cutting-edge information, as well as peer-reviewed financial and tax planning strategies, so that they can make the most educated decisions and really get the most out of what they've got. We hope you enjoy the following special read broadcast from the Lang Vault. And please stay with us until the end so you don't miss more information on how we can help you protect your wealth and ensure your family's financial security for the next generation. And now, Jim Lang. Jim Lang, my boss and our presenter today, predicted that legislation designed to accelerate the taxation of inherited IRAs and retirement plans was coming more than five years before the SECURE Act enshrined it as the law of the land. By the time I joined the team here just over four years ago, some of the other experts in the field of retirement planning had all but dubbed Jim the boy who cried wolf, or rather the boy who cried the death of the stretch IRA. But Jim and the other seasoned CPAs on our team had the foresight that almost no other experts did. They understood that the end of the preferential tax treatment of inherited IRAs and retirement plans wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when. So instead of twiddling their thumbs, they hit the ground running. Jim and the other talented CPAs and estate planning attorneys at our firm used their expertise to develop practical strategic solutions that our clients and other retirement plan owners would be able to use to defend their wealth and their financial legacies against the inevitable. And thanks to that combination of expertise and foresight, Jim and our team of tax, estate, and financial planning professionals have already helped hundreds of our clients implement those strategies as part of their holistic financial master plans. And we'll be looking at several of those strategies in this morning's session and even more of them in this afternoon session. At this point, I'd like to take a brief moment to say hello and to give a special thank you to all of our virtual event alums. We've been doing these virtual events regularly almost every month for about two years now. And whether you're a longtime client, a new client, a regular attendee of our in-person workshop, or someone who's been subscribing to our email list and reading Jim's educational content for years now. I just wanna thank you for choosing to spend another few hours listening and learning with us today. And a special thank you for dealing with all the technical difficulties this morning. Of course, there are also other people this morning for whom this is your first interaction with Jim, our firm, and our virtual events. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Jim's credentials or as familiar with them as I am, I wanna assure you that Jim is an excellent resource for great information and cutting edge retirement and estate planning strategies. He has the practical experience. Jim and our legal team have drafted over 3000 wills and trusts. Our accounting firm prepares 760 tax returns every year, many of which we just finished a few weeks ago. And in conjunction with our money management partners, our RIA oversees over 900 million in assets under management. He's a nationally recognized IRA, Roth IRA conversion and 401k expert, whose tax and estate planning strategies have been featured and endorsed by the Wall Street Journal 36 times. He's been featured in Newsweek, Forbes, Reader's Digest, Bottom Line and Kiplinger's, just to name a few. He's a paid contributor for Forbes.com and his peer reviewed articles have appeared in Trust and Estates Magazine, Financial Planning, The Tax Advisor, and The Journal of Retirement Planning. Jim is the author of nine best-selling books, including Retire Secure, 
which was endorsed by a number of financial luminaries from Larry King and Charles Schwab to Burton Malkiel and Ed Slott. And as a member of the marketing team here at Lang, I've had the opportunity to get a unique behind the scenes look and to see just how much Jim cares about presenting great information in these virtual events. And this particular content heavy event is full of tax savvy strategies that you'll be able to benefit from and apply whether you decide to work with us or not. So without further ado, please welcome Jim Lang. Thank you, Erica. <clears throat> so today's event and to this morning um, and then at one o'clock Eastern, the Roth, it's really concepts and tax strategies. It is not investments per se. That will be the fourth event that will be at one o'clock tomorrow. So if you're looking for the you know, investment type advice, one o'clock tomorrow is the best time. If you're looking for strategies, how to save money in taxes, um, what is the best way to uh, accumulate money, to uh, distribute money to yourself after you're retired, uh, estate planning, then these are the events for you. Um, it will be particularly important if the majority of your wealth, or at least a substantial portion of your wealth, is in IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, SEPs, KEOs, money, money that has not yet been taxed, or money that has been taxed, like in Roth IRAs. The webinar will be even more helpful for you if you are the type of person who is driven by the data. So we are big into peer review data. We like to look at what has happened historically and to give you um, objective information that can be backed up by numbers and math. Um, so many of you, of course, would love to have everything all set up right. You'd love to know, gee, am I, do I have the best strategies for my situation? Um, is my estate planning uh, set up properly? Is, is, do I have an appropriate plan for my IRAs and my 401ks and other types of retirement plans? And if you could, if you had this magic wand, wouldn't it be great if all that stuff was taken care of? And in addition to have your investments, um, again, wills, trusts, etc. cetera. Um, well, we, we can't <laughs> provide that magic wand for you. But potentially, and it'll probably take somewhere around six months, you could, I, I believe, come pretty darn close to that, um, working with uh, me and my team. But today we're going to really try to give you some great information, whether you work with us or not. We're going to be talking about the most important principle of cutting taxes. And if you've heard me before, and frankly, if you heard me 20 years ago, some of these classic principles haven't changed. By the way, many people who have heard these classic principles are not appropriately applying them to their own situation. So I'm going to spend a little bit more time than usual, not just talking about the principles, but the actual application and what I see people doing wrong. And I really don't want anybody to get this wrong because just as a matter of math, you're going to do a lot better if you get this stuff right. So we're going to be talking about um, the best order to save for retirement for those of you who are still working, um, even if you're working part-time. Um, 
or you have some type of consulting post-retirement type job. We're also going to talk about the best way to spend money. So this is, um, <clears throat> no, not going out to Bloomingdale's, but I mean the best way to, let's say you have IRAs and you have 401ks and you have after-tax and you have highly appreciated after-tax and you have Roth IRAs, et cetera, et cetera. Which dollars should you be spending first? We're going to be talking about that. Of course, we're going to be talking about the SECURE Act. Um, I've been talking about the stretch IRA literally for more than 20 years. Um, and we're going to talk about how the stretch IRA is significantly reduced with the SECURE Act. Um, perhaps more importantly, what you can do about it. Uh, today, we're going to mainly talk about the what I would call the living part. And tomorrow, we're going to talk about what I would call the dying part uh, when we talk about the best estate plan for IRAs and retirement plans. Um, the other thing that we have that is new is that we have actually two sets of uh, potential new laws. And it's very important to understand that neither of these are the law of the land yet. Um, there are proposed regulations and we believe that they are going to become the law of the land or at least something close to them. So we are going to cover what I would consider the most important parts of them and what, if anything, that you should be doing about these new regulations, because it is uh, a little bit of a, I won't say it's a different ball game, but they change the rules of the ball game. And I think that that is important. Um, in addition to these proposed regulations, um, we have the pending Secure Act 2.0. Now, this was passed by the House. Um, it has not been uh, voted through by the Senate, and the Senate and House sometimes will work on some type of compromise. And there are some important things uh, in those, uh, in Secure Act 2.0, and we will cover what I consider the most important parts. Uh, quite a bit of it is, is hyper-technical, um, but when it really comes down to it, it's not that big a change, uh, but there are some clarifications. So we will talk a little bit about that. Um, we're not going to go into Roth discussions uh, very much at all this morning between now and noon Eastern. And the reason for that is because we're going to have a dedicated two hours just on Roth IRA conversions uh, for our second session today. So I'm kind of, and, and if, for those of you who've listened to me be, before, it's hard for me to go two hours without talking much about Roth IRAs, but that's going to be part of what uh, I'm going to be trying to do. Although I know it, it's, it's almost impossible to talk about the best planning for IRAs and retirement plans without talking about Roth IRAs and Roth IRA conversion. So we'll, that will let, slip in the conversation between now and noon, and then we're going to do a two-hour on Roth uh, at one o'clock. Um, we're also going to be talking about gifting, and uh, this is an area that in some ways could be the biggest game changer for a lot of listeners um, or viewers out there. Um, I see the lack of gifting as being a significant problem um, or a significant opportunity to begin gifting. The, game, the name of the game is not to die with the most money. Um, it is in, at least in part to utilize your money to benefit 
yourself, your spouse, the rest of your family, the charities that you support, uh, reduce taxes. It isn't to accumulate, accumulate, accumulate uh, while your kids are living in poverty and then die without a good plan. And then there's massive taxes and your kids get money when they're in their 60s or 70s. That's, that, that isn't the idea. Um, I purposely, by the way, I used to kind of combine the talk that we're going to be talking about this morning and do Roth IRAs in one session, and that didn't give me as much time as I wanted for questions. Uh, I love questions. I think a lot of people like questions. Um, so we are going to have questions. If you have a question, you can either type it in, um, and Erica will uh, she will actually select the questions that she will read to us, and sometimes she will combine two different questions into one. Sometimes she'll say, well, this isn't relevant, um, but Erica is the controller of the questions. I am not. Um, so let's go into, and if you've been following me, you've heard this for literally 20 years. Uh, more than 20 years ago, I used to just say, don't pay taxes now, pay taxes later. So when I wrote my first book, uh, Retire Secure, that, that's what I wanted to do. Don't pay taxes now, pay taxes later. Then in 1998, when the Roth IRA conversion came along, well, then we had to change our uh, most important tax principle, which is don't pay taxes now, pay taxes later, except for Roth IRAs and Roth IRA conversions. And we're going to be talking about how that principle applies in the accumulation stage, which we're going to cover, the distribution stage, which we're going to cover, and the estate planning stage, which we're mainly going to cover tomorrow, but we will at least touch on that and why it applies in, um, in the both, again, accumulation, distribution, and estate planning stage. Okay, so let's say that you are that you are currently working. And let's say that you are fortunate enough to be working for a company that provides some type of employer match. So uh, in Pittsburgh, which is my home base, if you work for the University of Pittsburgh, for example, and you contribute 8% of your uh, salary to your retirement plan, the University of Pittsburgh will put in 12% of money into your retirement plan. So think about that. That's 150% return on your money, tax favored on day one. And believe it or not, not all the professors are taking advantage of it. <laughs> and believe it or not, some of these professors are teaching your kids uh, what they're supposed to be learning. Uh, some of them maybe not necessarily the most practical things or not. But anyway, that it's going to be really hard to find an exception to this rule, which is to take advantage of any employer match, even if it's just a percentage, even if it's maybe more typical, that might be something like 50% up to the first 6%, meaning a 3% match of your retirement plan. Whatever it is, uh, maybe you can concoct some reason why it doesn't make sense or you just can't afford it. Um, I'd rather say you borrow money uh, to get that money into the retirement plan. But anyway, I would say subject to very rare exceptions, always, always, always take advantage of the employer match. Then, and this is something that I didn't talk about much because it's not really exactly 
um, in this sphere of IRAs and retirement plans, but the health savings plans or the health savings accounts are terrific. Um, we're gonna, well, let's, let's talk about it now. So the health savings account is better than a Roth IRA. It is better than a traditional IRA. And the reason is, is because you get a deduction for putting money into a health savings account. So that's like an IRA or a 401k, but the money grows not income tax deferred, which is what an IRA or retirement plan uh, does, but it grows tax-free, assuming the distribution is taken out for qualifying health expenses. So it's better than a Roth, it's better than a regular IRA, it's just terrific. Then it's gonna be Roth IRAs, and we'll talk about some of the exceptions there. Then after Roth IRAs, traditional retirement plans, IRAs, 401ks, 403Bs, SEPs, etc. Then uh, non-deductible IRAs, although we are gonna talk about the backdoor Roth IRA, I believe that that discussion is later on today at starting at one Eastern. And then if there's money left over after all those to put money in a plain old uh, tax brokerage account. Um, so the, when the employer does some type of match, that will always be a traditional match. So you might have a choice, assuming that your employer offers a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b uh, for your contribution, but the employer's portion will always be traditional. Again, you have that choice. Um, so some people don't quite get the, let's say the grasp of how important it is. So what we have here in the chart that you should be seeing instead of in front of you in the, let's call it the light gray, is somebody who is putting money into their retirement plan and the employer has a match of that money starting at age 30, um, ending towards the last part of their life. And they have more than $4.5 million where somebody who is earning the same amount of money, saving the same amount of money, identical interest rates, everything else, but isn't taking advantage of the employer match. In fact, they're not even using any retirement plan at all. They literally run out of money. Um, I mentioned the health savings plan. I love those. Um, then let's just talk about plain old, well, gee, what if I put money in a retirement plan? What if I don't? This is for the non-match. And again, you'll see in the chart here that the person who, which is in the dark line, the person who is putting money into their retirement plan starting at age 30 um, has 3.5 million. Now the person in the serrated line, they're still putting, they're still saving money for retirement. So they're spending the same, the interest, the, the interest and the dividends and the capital gains, et cetera, they're the same, but instead of having $3.5 million in their um, of savings towards the end of their lifetime or even after their lifetime, they are broke. Don't pay taxes now, pay taxes later. But the Roth, it, while it's great, it's the difference between the Roth and the traditional retirement plan is not enormous, so particularly in the first couple years, but over time, it does become significant. So the person in the light gray is the person who was taking advantage of the Roth. The person in the, let's say, the darker colors 
was just using traditional. Um, now there is an exception. Um, I said that, you know, I like Roth better subject to exception. What is one of those exceptions? So let's say that for discussion's sake that you're in your mid sixties, you're still working, you're at the top of your game, you're getting a really big salary, all right? Or even just a regular salary. Then the plan is, is that you're gonna retire, let's say next year or in two years or uh, relatively shortly. And what is gonna happen is while you're working, your income is up here. While you are retired, your income's down here. So it's not gonna make sense for you to put money into your Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks when your tax rate is very high. It's gonna make more sense to contribute money uh, that is um, to a traditional retirement plan where you get a tax deduction when you're in your high rates. Then when you're in your low rates after you retire, then you can start thinking about doing Roth IRA conversions, likely at a lower tax rate. I'm also gonna take a minute to tell you what people have done even after they have heard this. They say, okay, Jim, that's great, I get it. Then what happens is, and I, you know, then they come to see me, and I see that they are sometimes not maxing out their retirement plans. And I said, well, why aren't you maxing out re their, your retirement plan? They say, oh, well, after the taxes are withheld and, and um, we, have, we pay our mortgage and all the expenses and everything else, there's nothing else to put in a retirement plan, so we're not quite maxing out. Yes, Jim, we are putting in the match, but we're not, we're not taking advantage of everything, meaning the rest of the 401k, the Roth IRAs, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they're maybe not putting money in a health savings account. Um, so, but I sometimes see that they have savings. Well, if you think about it, if you, let's say, use some of your savings to pay some of your living expenses that will enable you to increase money that's either going into Roths or traditional retirement plans or plans that are tax favored, just by a gut instinct, you should know that in the long run, you will do better. Now, sometimes people will say, no, they, these savings are sacred. I won't go into them no matter what. Uh, it happened in my own family. We have some money put away aside for our daughter, and it would have been convenient to use some of that money. Um, but my wife said, absolutely not. That money's sacred. She didn't want to hear about taxes or anything else. And I get that. Um, so you might have a reason why, let's say, a certain chunk is sacred. But a lot of times it doesn't make sense. Sometimes what we run into is maybe some of the after-tax money is an inheritance from one of the, for one of the spouses. And that spouse is reluctant to use their savings to put money into a retirement plan for their spouse. So sometimes the spouses aren't in, are, are not one economic unit. And then sometimes you just have to deal with that and do the best you can. But if you're married, for example, and you consider yourselves one economic unit, um, then it might make sense, well, not might, it will make sense to go into those savings so you can have enough money to maximize your retirement plans, and in the long run, you will be better off. We hope you've enjoyed this special edition of Jim Lang's Retire Secure Podcast. 
where smart money talks. If you've had your questions answered and would like to schedule an appointment to meet with Jim, call our offices at 1-800-387-1129. That number again is 1-800-387-1129. And if you would like to attend one of Jim's upcoming virtual events, go to paytaxeslater.com forward slash webinars. That address again is paytaxeslater.com forward slash webinars to reserve your virtual spot today.